0: you're listening to the washington hospitality industry podcast your primary source of information related to the hospitality industry in washington state welcome to the ceo podcast with washington hospitality association president and ceo anthony antone this month the washington hospitality association is proud to have senator mark Mullett on the show with anthony Senator Mullett is the Association's endorsed candidate for governor of the state of Washington in 2024. The two discuss public safety, tourism funding, and how he has brought his perspective as a small hospitality business owner to the state legislature. You can find links to the programs and items mentioned in this podcast in the show notes. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at podcast at Thank you to our sponsor, My Hospitality Insurance. And now here's Anthony.
1: Welcome to the CEO Hospitality October podcast. October, that's right. Fully in fall, summer's behind us. Things are orange, pumpkin spices in way too many places. And here we go. So uh, I hope everyone had a great summer. I hope September finished off strong. And now we start transitioning to the next season. So excited to have everyone on the podcast today. Thank you for listening. Really exciting podcast today. We are going to have, hopefully our next governor, Senator Mark Mullet on our podcast today, talking about why he's running and we, uh, why we ought to be rallying around him. And we really should be rallying around him. I've been with the association since 94. You do the math. I'm sure that's a long time. That being said, we've never had one of our own running for the governor in a place where he's really strong, strong chance, come out of that primary and be our next governor. This is a one in 12 year chance, right? So if you've been complaining about the direction of our government and other things and who we have choices of, we have someone who's a member who seeks win-win, who's a franchisee, who's been an active person in building projects and uh, has been a tourism champion. So he'll be on our podcast here in just a couple of minutes. That probably covers the government affairs pillar that I just talked about. When we'll be talking more, Mark, let's talk about the other three pillars. So again, on our best day, hopefully we do four things for your business. We wanna protect and enhance your business climate through our government affairs activities. We wanna be your primary source of information. We wanna illuminate career pathways through our education foundation. And we want to provide you an ROI through our programs. And so this is probably, let's start off with our programs. It's probably a really good time to remind people, uh, to get an insurance quote from us typically fall is when a lot of you are looking at renewing your healthcare or renewing your business insurance, get quotes from us. Even if you don't use us, we are really proud of our competitive rates and hopefully they can help you get a really good deal. Ideally through us, so that's what we'd like, but this is the time of year. And so just reach out to us, get us a quote, get the information back to us. If we're not what you need, tell us what we can do to keep getting better. Cause we're here for you. Primary source of information. Last month was the national food safety month, but really let's not stop that in September. We know that that is probably the one thing that can really, really tank us on the restaurant side make it really, really hard to uh, recover from check out um, our website. In the podcast notes, we will have links for uh, the information on great food safety. Get your serve safe manager in uh, trained and going and empowered to make sure you've got great food safety. And let us know what else you don't know about great food safety that you can't find on our website. Lastly, let's talk a little bit about our education foundation. Our education foundation is now I would say in the second phase of its relaunch, we put it quote unquote in the freezer during COVID while we're trying to survive. We've got our new staff hired. They are actively looking to build a website that will truly illuminate uh, career pathways. And the reason that is so important is the the two young generations in the workforce, Gen Z and millennials, why I think they have a lot of positives, they don't see the career ladders the way the Gen. Gender- the generations before them did so we're really trying to get them excited about our industry and not see the first job as their last job but the first job is a way to grow and grow and grow to great careers in a great industry if you are an hr person in our industry if you know of an hr person or the hr person in your company now is the time we need your help we need to pick your brain we need to share with you information we need to figure out what goes on the site and not we're hoping to recruit a good 40 hr directors around the state to help us really feed the right information on this site for for you for our team members and to attract great trained team members so if you're interested email us at podcast at wahhospitality.org and we will get you connected with that let's hear from our sponsor and then come right back with the man of the of next year we hope Senator Mark Mullet, our next governor of the state of Washington.
0: This episode is brought to you by My Hospitality Insurance. Our focus is to ensure Washington Hospitality Association members utilize the strength and collective premiums to maximize coverage. Visit myhospitalityinsurance.com for your free quote today. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast.
1: Well, welcome back from break. I am really excited to have hopefully our next governor, Senator Mark Mullet on our podcasts today. We don't usually get involved in governor campaigns almost a full year in advance, but there's not usually someone who's been such a hero of small business and people really trying to make hospitality successful in our state running for office. And part of that is one of our own. So excited to have Mark Mullet with us today. Many of you will know that uh, he is a Zeke Pizza franchisee and Ben & Jerry's franchisee and a longtime hero of the industry. Senator, welcome to our monthly podcast.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
1: We know that you will always listen to us and and, and we know that you'll always give us a fair shake and, and listen to what's going on in the industry and small businesses, whether it's what you've had experience with or not. But a lot of people don't know your history, as far as your community, your, your non-business side. Give us a little bit about some of your community background and family background and, and who you are.
2: So my wife, Kelly, she teaches elementary school in the Issaquah Public School District. And I actually have the record in the legislature, uh, it's gone back and forth, <laughs> of having the most kids of anyone in any elected office down there in our public school system. We have six kids and the older, The oldest is a junior up at Bellingham at Western Washington University. The youngest, Penelope, she's in eighth grade and they're great ages. Five of those six kids actually have worked or are currently working at Zeke's and Ben & Jerry's. And so it's been nice. having a large family and being a small business owner is a great combination because when your kids want money, you give them shifts (laughs) to work in the shop and everybody wins, it's
1: good. I love it. You know, I'm gonna start off, we're talking to someone on the hospitality podcast and someone who has a background in hospitality, but I'm going to start off with an issue the general public may not know is hospitality, but the last couple of years, our number one priority has been public safety. And I know this is a huge issue to you and your campaign and part of why you're running. Why is that? Why is public safety so big to you and you're in and important to the state of Washington? What do you hope to, to move on that front?
2: Well, I would say like I was born and raised in Tukwila when I got my driver's license. I went to foster high school down there. My friends and I would go down to Seattle all the time. And it's been frustrating for me saying my older four of my older six kids can drive where they have a completely different opinion of whether they're going to go hang out with their friends in downtown Seattle on a regular basis. And, and it would be nice for me, Penelope, she's in eighth grade and before she gets her license in three years, I would like to see meaningful progress on the public safety front, where we have accountability for people who aren't following the rules. And I think. I was a co-sponsor and put all my effort this past session into passing the bill that makes public drug use a gross misdemeanor. I think we got the balance right. It's a treatment focused bill, but at the same time, for those refusing treatment, there is going to be accountability where you could spend time in jail if you're saying, I don't want to go into treatment under any scenario. And And I think these are the issues that we've really gone backwards on the last few years that we need our next governor to be laser focused on. and and it's a partnership. The state can be a better financial partner. To cities and counties when it comes to public safety. This idea, like I came to the Senate from the Esquad City Council, the idea that they have to raise their own local property taxes that they wanna improve public safety, I think is a horrible argument because nobody can afford to pay more in property taxes. The state has to become a better financial partner so we can get caught up on public safety. And that just doesn't mean more police officers. That means more access to mental health treatment, more access to substance abuse treatment and the state having a more holistic budget view to share and partner with cities and counties can get that done.
1: As you're talking to the average operator out there who at the end of the day really knows their business but not the nuances of public safety, which is, which is why it's such an interesting that public safety is our number one concern. And it's clearly, we know why, but we're also not experts in it. What are the barriers for making our communities safe today that, that the average small operator wouldn't know?
2: I mean, I think we have a backlog in getting officers trained right now through our, our training academy. And and I think that's where they think the state can be a better financial partner to get more training sites open geographically throughout the state. We're trying to do that. And, and I will say, like, I first-hand experience for me was, you know, August of 21, my Ben and Jerry's in downtown Kirkland got broken into. And March of 22, my Ben and Jerry's right here in Issaquah, a few blocks from my house where I live, got broken into. And. And I just don't know who won from either of those incidents because they did thousands of dollars smashing in my front door. They took a square POS system that has like 300 bucks in it. But at the end of the day, they walk away with very little money and I'm out thousands of dollars. And at the same time, you you have days where your business is offline and in the middle of the summer ice cream season. It's, it's a real, we have to really acknowledge that this is an area where if we don't start doing better, people aren't going to enjoy living in the state of Washington, and we have to get better in this space.
1: Well, again, I think that's one of the reasons we're so excited you're running. You, you you understand the real issues around this, and we're excited that you're really making that kind of the the lead, one of the top lead issues that you're addressing. What, what are the other top issue that you're addressing? I know you talked about how can we get things built easier and more affordable. What, what does that mean? So I'd
2: say... I'm the chair of the capital budget. That's the state construction budget in the Senate. So I personally just had a front row seat of what the permitting process and how painful it can be in the state of Washington. I think I'd almost rather go to the dentist and get a tooth extracted without Novocaine than try to get something built through a permit process here sometimes. And, and so what I've experienced for the state budget is it just drives up costs. When you have a one or two year delay on a project, it just ends up driving up costs and going back to where nobody's winning. This is case in point where nobody's winning, because now, whether that end building is, is a hotel or whether that end building is a is, is a new you know, engineering building on the UW campus, when you drive up costs, it just makes everything more expensive at the end of the day. And, and so we have to get a handle on the things that government is doing that's making it really difficult to get these things built. And can the state be a better financial partner with cities and counties to get the backlog? On these permits cleared up, and, and so we can actually have a more predictable, timely system going forward. So people feel like they can invest in our state without the risk of a 2 year permit delay. And if we can get that established, we'll attract a lot of private capital to our state to build the things we actually need to build.
1: I know a lot of people have been trying to get hotels built or get other things done and been delayed. That's music to their ears as someone who understands the challenges of it and let's start figuring these things out so excited that that's one of your top issues as well let's make it something a little more industry focused and that's something that's important just about everyone in hospitality and that's tourism uh, you've been a tourism champion last couple of years tell us how come and tell us what we hope what uh, what you'd hope to see improved around the tourism funding and, and tourism
2: growth Yeah, I've been a co-sponsor of the bills to actually get our tourism budget more aligned with some of our neighboring states. And I think there is huge room for improvement. We have one of the best places. Everyone I talked to this summer, like they were miserable with their weather because it was too hot. And I said, hey, we're having a Goldilocks summer over here. It's kind of nice for selling pizza and ice cream and just living in general. And so we have the ability, I think, during the summer season, specifically in the winter season, when it comes to. Snow sports to really attract people to our state, but you have to invest, and I think it goes back to return on investment. I'm convinced because we're a sales tax based state. If we can attract visitors here, they're going to spend money here, and we're actually going to end up with more money in our state coffers by adequately funding a tourism program. It's not actually costing us money. That's the challenge of Olympia and how the budgeting process works. They show you the upfront costs. They don't show you on the back end how much extra sales tax you're bringing in. And that's why I've always been a champion of supporting that tourism budget in the capital is I think it's actually making us money, not costing us money.
1: Well, it it should be the win-win issue. You talk about win-win, right? Is the tourism pay us their, ta- their money, which hey. help us grow tax dollars, which help us have more money to, to in a, an ROI to the like state. like paying so. my
2: wife's teacher's salary with somebody's tax dollars from out of state as opposed exactly. to somebody in state. It's good.
1: <laughs> that's a good thing. I'm just a little bit curious. You've been, A public servant for a while now in addition to running a business which thank you and that is not an easy thing to do what have you found being a small business owner and franchisee and then being on the city council and the state senate and and active in the community what's that insight as a small business owner brought you as the public servant side
2: in the senate democratic caucus there's 29 of us i am the only small business owner in that caucus who is signing the front side of a paycheck every two weeks. So I think we get issues like the long-term care payroll tax was an issue in front of us back in 2019. And I looked at it from my perspective as a small business owner, I knew where my staff was at with their own budgets. I knew that if you had another tax that took more money out of their paycheck, that my own staff wouldn't support it. And so for me, it was just kind of that different lived experience where I feel like day in and day out, I am interacting with both customers and staff members who affordability is a very real challenge in our state. And so it just, that was why I didn't support that long-term care payroll tax when it passed back in 2019, I think is a lot of it as my small business owner perspective on that issue, just gave me a different perspective than some of my colleagues.
1: People are listening to this and say, this sounds great. Someone who can get elected in, in Washington, making public safety a priority making tourism a priority and and having a small business perspective. How does the person listening today in Kennewick or in Bellingham or elsewhere, who might not have heard your name before because you weren't in their district and and they're not necessarily in the Puget Sound. How do they help get the word out about you? What can they do to help move your campaign forward?
2: Like I'm always happy to chat, especially with other fellow small business owners. I've learned a lot about things we can improve in Olympia by listening perspectives from other small business owners in our state. And, and I think that's how you get better public policy is, is listening to all the voices at the table and, and we are looking to get people energized and into this campaign. We say all the time, if you care about affordability, this is your campaign. If you care about public safety, this is your campaign. and And I think for a lot of people, I always say we can fight climate change without having the highest gas prices in America. I mean, these things are not. Yeah, you can do both. I mean, it's really frustrating where people try to say, oh, climate change is important. So now we have to have the highest gas prices. I always say, no, we have to have an affordability lens as we tackle these issues. And and I think that's what the voters really care about. And yeah, any help is greatly appreciated when it comes to spreading the word to people that we actually have someone running for governor. wants to make our state more affordable and wants to make our state safe and those are things we. what what is
1: your website name
2: it's mulletforgovernor.com i always just think bad haircut for governor it's very easy same spelling my wife would would prefer we went by like the french pronunciation of Moulet, but unfortunately that's just not how it (laughs) works
1: (laughs) well and and i would tell operators you're well known in east king you're well known in small business circles but one of the best things they can do is, is get in contact with your campaign and invite you to their local rotary club or invite you to their small group meetings of chambers and other things in their areas. So they can, they can learn about you. Right. Cause I think once someone who gets to know who you, and they hear you say, look, this is not us versus them. This is how we both win and how we find solutions. They're going to get excited about your campaign. Are you willing to take those kind of calls and any communities and,
2: you know, I'm going to Spokane, on, I'll be in Spokane on Thursday and Friday and I've already been to the Tri-Cities and Yakima several times and and so for me, yes, we are traveling around the state meeting small business owners in every corner of Washington and and I encourage folks reach out and there's nothing I enjoy more than having the face-to-face discussions. The virtual ones are nice, the phone conversations are fine, but the best is always when you can actually sit down in person and have this conversation about changes we need to make to put washington on a better direction for the next decade
1: well many of you who are listening i know have called me and complained about something in in the state of washington you now have one of the best opportunities you've had to put up right you now have a candidate who can win who seeks win-win he comes from our industry and so this is your moment to put aside the complaining and putting into play the doing and so please visit mullerforgovernor.com, and please reach out and host a meeting and let's get the word out about the Senator, about the kind of governor we need moving forward. This is going to be as much on you, uh, the listeners in our industry and, and all small business people across the state um, to find the balance we really, really need. So, senator, any final words before uh, we let you go on your way?
2: No, I really appreciate you having me on. And, and this is an exciting opportunity because you really only get a chance about in our state evidently it's once every 12 years now where you can actually fundamentally change the direction of of what's happening in our state and this is that chance right now and I say every governor for the last 30 years has been a lawyer we don't need another lawyer for the next decade it'd be nice to to shift to a small business owner and let's try something new so I look forward I I
1: like this is our 12-year moment I think it puts the urgency on what it needs to be so If you're, if you're okay, I'm going to steal that from you. This is our (laughs) once every 12 year moment. Thanks
2: a lot, Anthony. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Thanks again to Senator Mark Mullett and to our sponsor, my hospitality insurance. Join us again next month when we'll return with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time.